Hey folks, my name is Jason Spies and I travel across these great states talking to small business owners, CEOs, policymakers, musicians and mentors about making money, giving back and balancing life. I find out how they prioritize professional and personal time while still making money. Yes indeed, our guests are real heavyweights in understanding business and life. So get ready to relax, learn a little bit, and get a cup of coffee ready because my name is Jason Spies and this is Coffee and Capitalism Radio. Sitting on a million, sitting on it every day. Can't make no money giving your stuff away. Why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do. Put your stuff on the market. You can make a million too. Welcome to Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool, joining the conversation right here. Coffee and Capitalism Radio, soon to be renamed the Multimedia Cafe. Starting next week, Coffee and Capitalism will be renamed the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. Right here on the Crude Life Media Network. So not much is going to change in the ways of the programming. Just a little less business heavy and a little bit more general life interest. So I invite you folks to check us out. Not much is going to change. A few of the little theme music, the logo. Outside of that, coffee and capitalism isn't going to change too much because we're still going to bring you exclusive interviews. And they're still going to have distinct content from these leaders and great minds across the world. People who drive our economy, people who help us with life, help help us get to that uh, balance that we all search. So we talk to CEOs, we talk to business owners, we talk to regular folks that have lived life. Basically, what we talk to is experts, people who know what they're talking about. So we're not going to talk to a plumber about automotive issues, and we're not going to talk to a uh, mechanic about plumbing issues. Uh, We're going to find the right people to talk to, and we're going to bring you that information so you can balance your life a little bit, learn how to make money and live life a little bit, and also have a little bit of a good time. Life is too short to be boring. So, all right, let's not listen to me much longer. I just said life is too short to be boring, so what the heck am I yammering on for? We better get today's program. we got a fantastic program lined up for you. In just a little bit, we're going to hand it off to multimedia kidpreneur Otis. And he's going to interview Mike Henderson, Vice President Resource Plays North of Marathon Oil. Multimedia Kidpreneur Otis and Kids in Capitalism with his KidCast scored another big interview. Mike Henderson with Marathon Oil. Just a bit on entrepreneurship, young entrepreneurs, and advice he might have for anybody looking to get in the game. Also, Tiffany Steiner with API Dickinson. She's with the board there. She's also with the Bach and Barbecue. So we get an update from her about what is happening with the API Gumbo Cook-Off right around the corner, as well as some latest information on the Bach and Barbecue. I saw they had a, uh, what is it? I call it a graphic or a JPEG, but I suppose it'd be an online poster going around the social media circuit about their... uh, June 14th date, the Bakken Barbecue. It's a patriotic theme on Flag Day this year, so I'm kind of excited to see all the uh, Clark Griswold-esque American flag uh, decorations, if you will. I have a few 
few uh, sneaking suspicions that a few oil companies are going to have a little bit extra budget this year for the American patriotic theme at the Bakken barbecue. I, I still, I'm telling Tiffany, they got to give out a Griswold Award, the one for the most obnoxious, nauseating, craptastically awesome American decor, because someone's going to go all out, because we got some some pretty authentic Americans in that oil and gas industry, that's for sure. And speaking of that, Monty Bessler with the Williston API, well, they've got a chili cook-off around the corner. So Tiffany Steiner is going to give us an update on the gumbo cook-off happening uh, February 16th. And Monty Bessler out of Williston, North Dakota, he's going to give us an update on the API chili cook-off happening February 19th. So we've got gumbo, we got chili, we got barbecue. I'm getting hungry just thinking about this show here, describing it to you. By the way, that chili cook-off is probably one of the more well-known chili cook-offs in the oil and gas industry. Uh, as we were talking with Monty Bessler, uh, with Frackinator Consulting, he mentioned that uh, a few years ago, teams from Seattle, Washington drove all the way to Williston to participate in the chili cook-off. And then when they got there, they realized how much of a community-supported effort it was. It, it wasn't so much, you know, being televised by the, you know, the, by the chili cook-off channel. Rather, it's a way to raise money and everybody has fun and it has so much fun. People from all over the United States know about this chili cook-off happening in Williston, North Dakota. February 9th, right around the corner. Monty Bessler gives us the update on that information. Then Jasper Wade with ToolsRUs.online talks about safety and preventative safety in the industrial and the oil and gas and the ag. We're all those different places where accidents can happen there's a lot of different safety and preventative safety ways and jasper wade has got products that can assist with it and so we talk a little tools a little bit of tools uh he also talks a little bit about how uh he's got a small disability and the online world has really helped him make a living so we talk about his business about how he's able to adjust his life accordingly great program today folks you're going to learn a lot uh, not only are you going to learn about you know how to conduct some business if you got some obstacles in life, but also how to get people together and throw a pretty good community party and raise some money for the nonprofits and the local kids going to school and just all kinds of good stuff. And of course, right around the corner here, coming up in just oh I don't know less than a minute or two, we've got uh, multimedia kidpreneur Otis and his interview with Mike Henderson, Vice President, Resource Plays North of Marathon Oil. we got all that and much more on today's episode of Coffee and Capitalism Radio, the last episode of Coffee and Capitalism Radio before it rises back up from the ashes in a rebranding effort known as the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. So we're still tweaking that a little bit. We'll have a logo out soon. And, uh, well, I see the clock is ticking right before my eyes, so we're going to take a quick break and we come back. Kids and Capitalism with the KidCast, multimedia kidpreneur Otis, and his interview with Mike Henderson, who's the Vice President of Resource Plays North of Marathon Oil. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Coffee and Capitalism Radio, soon to be called the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review, right here on Food Life Media Network. Well, you can be my little pony, I'm be your big stud. You can be Bugs Bunny, I'll be hell, but I'll follow you. I think you know the way. If we were pigs, then we'd be getting dirty. I said, I kind of like that, we kind of like that girl. We kind of like that, we kind of like that. We kind of like that, we kind of like that girl. We kind of like that, we 
Hello, my name is Otis with the Kids of Capitalism KidCast, and today we're here with Mike Henderson, uh, vi- Vice President, right? Yep. Vice President of Marathon Oil. We're going to ask you a couple questions. Is that okay? Yeah, All right. Absolutely. Uh, what was your first job, Mr. Henderson? So my first job was a facilities engineer. So right. what that means is I would go and look after all of the equipment that was offshore. So my oh, first job was in Aberdeen, Scotland. It wasn't in North Dakota. So it would be spent maybe spending two weeks offshore in an oil rig, maintaining things, trying to make things work, etc., etc. So that was my first job. All right. Uh, why is the energy industry a good place for entrepreneurs? It's opportunity rich. It's a great place to, to make money if you've got ideas, if you think you can do things differently. Um, it's, it's a very changing industry as well. I mean, we never stand still. We're always moving forward. And if, if folks think that they can bring something to the table to help our companies move forward, we are very open to, to suggestions, recommendations, whatever. And, and that's maybe what the, the opportunity that it creates for, for entrepreneurs. All right. Uh, what advice do you have for young entrepreneurs like myself? Stay at school. Get a college degree. All right. And I would probably focus on maybe something in the STEM uh, right. environment, you know, whether that's in engineering or something along those lines. That would be my recommendation because I found that being an engineer, it's probably easier to, to move to get an understanding of the business side, how the business works, versus if I were maybe business focused and coming in trying to understand maybe some of the technical stuff, it would have been a little bit more challenging. So, you know, that would be my recommendation is get a good foundation and you can really then develop the, the business skills. That's probably easier as you after graduating. All right. Well, I think that concludes our interview. Thank you very much, sir, for Thank taking you. time out of your day and doing our interview. Uh, greatly appreciate it. All right. Cut the camera. <laughs> I was tears old when John Lennon died Well, I was 23 when George said goodbye Yeah, next go, I think it's Paul, I see Welcome back to Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Just a quick reminder, Coffee and Capitalism Radio is going to be renamed next week the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. We have a Multimedia Cafe as a daily show now, very similar to Coffee and Capitalism, just a little less on the business uh, talk, a little bit more on the general life talk. We're still offering up the same thematics when it comes to the interviews, but we're just making a little change, making a little tweak. So next week, if you tune into the program and you find out it's called the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review, that's why. All right, coming up next, Tiffany Steiner with the API Dickinson Board and the Bach and Barbecue with an update on those events coming up right around the corner. Tiffany Steiner. Tiffany Steiner, API Board. Tiffany Steiner. All right. Thank you very much for joining us with the API Dickinson Gumbo. And then I want to ask you about the Bakken Barbecue as well. Just kind of some updates on that. I know you're also a part of that. In fact, during your description, I wrote you're heavily involved in oil and gas events on the leadership side of things. And that's what we're talking about today is the API Dickinson Gumbo. That's coming up. What is it? Probably mid-February, huh? It is. It's Saturday, February 16th. And how many years has this been going on? This is the 22nd annual. So it's pretty mm. exciting. Uh, for the first time ever, we are moving to a new location. We are moving to the Ramada, Grand Dakota. 
in Dickinson, North Dakota. And that's where the Christmas party's been the last few years, correct? Correct. It's the same as our uh, monthly meetings that we hold, too. Okay, now... Um, can I ask what's the reason for the for the venue change? Is it um, uh, kind of a bigger location, or is there is the uh, hotel going through some remodeling, or what's kind of happening? Because you guys were at the other location for a long time. For twenty one years we were, so this is the first year we've ever moved. Um, I think it's just going to be a really good thing for us to move. We'll have more space. We are um, able to add three more companies to cook too. Oh. I mean, we've always had a wait list for companies and so we're excited now we can add a handful more um, and that's a big deal. We can bring in more people, um, you know, new companies that have never had a chance to get into Gumbo, they now can apply. Um, I think we already have the three spots filled. I mean, it's pretty exciting. It didn't take long. That's pretty rare, isn't it, to have a, a kind of a, not rare, but unusual, uh, to have kind of a cutoff for companies to sponsor. Normally, people take as much sponsors as they can. Well, we take as many sponsors as we can, but cookers. Cookers, we yeah. We only have room for, I think, 20 cookers. Um, and in the past, at Motel 6, we could only have 17. Um, so we were able to add three more this year. But yeah, we take unlimited sponsors. Um, we did a good job last year getting, um, quite a few and we're hoping we can, you know, at least do that or double this year. So you do, in addition to being a sponsor and a cooker that you do just take sponsors. Correct. Okay. And how can people do that? As long as we're on topic, we might as well give you a plug. Yeah. If anyone wants to sponsor, they can reach out to our Facebook page. Um, we have an API Dickinson at gmail.com. Um, come to one of our meetings. They can reach out to me personally. You know, Christy Baumgartner, it's pretty easy to get a hold of us. Um, Facebook might be the easiest for someone just so they can message us quickly. Um, but they definitely can give us a call as well. I read a text, uh, or I read a meme the other day that said the ways to get in touch with me. I think number one was text, number two was email, and then it went dot, 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 and then it had some ridiculous things, and number 100 was call me. So that's yeah. is, that, is that kind of the new age of business now, calling people is the last resort? <laughs> I think it is. I think a lot of people, they don't have time to make a phone call, but they have time to message. I'm more than happy to take a phone call as well, so they can definitely give me a call on my cell. Tiffany Steiner, we're talking to. It's the 22nd annual API Gumbo Cookoff coming Saturday, February 16th at the Ramada Grand Dakota Lodge, Dickinson, North Dakota. New location, so that adds more cookers. And you said that you guys have got, you believe, the max allowed of cookers this year, even though you added some? Yep, so we can have 20 cookers now. Um, we currently have, I think, 15 confirmed. So it's pretty exciting to, um, they're excited as well for the move. We've had a lot of great response and um, we've had companies that have been doing this since the first annual. Mm -hmm. so. And all proceeds still go to the local scholarships, is it? Yep. We do local charities and college scholarships that we do through API. Okay, and um, is it is it for the local communities, or can, is it for outside? Of, you know, Stanford, Stanford University too, or it is just for local um, students. Okay, but it does not matter where they're going to college. Oh, okay, okay. Even so though, yeah, we don't limit to where they can go. We just want it to be local 
students that, you know, live in our area. They want mm-hmm. to be able to sponsor those um, college students going to wherever they want. And charities too? Yep. Yep. Okay. We do a lot of local charities. Um, you know, we support, uh, I think there's like a, a learning trail that Dickinson just put in. You know, we were a big part of that. And it's exciting to see that we can make, you know, we can make donations as well and help out our community. So let's talk about the night a little bit. The The teams are competing, and is it, is it a trophy? Is it prize money? And um, for the people that go, are they the judges? Do you guys have a side panel of judges? And, you know, I know there's usually raffles, 50-50 type raffles in the past, too, or there have been at events out there. So talk to me a little bit about the event itself and the competition and everything. What's really cool about this event, it is truly an all-day event. So a lot of people get there at 7 o'clock in the morning. They start decorating their area. They get really into it. They have themes, and I know one year was patriotic theme. One year, you know, it's not just gumbo, Mardi Gras. Um, So they'll get there at 7 a.m. They'll decorate. Cooking will begin at 11 a.m. You know, you got to make the roux and all that. It takes some time. It's not open to the public till 6.30 but that's when the public taste testing starts. And unfortunately, we never quite know how long it lasts, but uh, this year we'll, we're adding three companies. So hopefully that'll help with everything. Um, but we do have a panel of seven judges that no one knows about. Um, they sit in the back room and they judge um, the companies. They don't even know what company they're judging. It's just a number two. So they judge number two, and we go off of that. So it's pretty exciting because companies really get into it, and they get to take home the trophy and the bragging rights. I think there are always bragging rights in any of these events. I love cooking bravado. It's so fun mm-hmm. because you actually got to put your you know your money where your mouth is. Actually, yep. you know you can't. You got to actually produce something, and that's the one thing. The year that I judged it. And the year that I went, um, the, the thing that I was most surprised about was how different gumbos can taste. That yeah. I, I always thought gumbo was a pretty cut-and-dry dish, <laughs> so it's not the case. No, it's pretty unique to taste all the different ones and what people come up with. Um, it's funny, the ones that normally win are probably not that authentic to, say, the southern gumbo, right? Maybe that's just because the taste buds, I don't know. But it's very cool. I know someone had alligator once. Um, I don't know the year you judged if there was anything crazy like that. Um, uh, you know, I was thinking, I was trying to think of that too. Of course, shrimp was very popular in most of them, if not all of them. And then you had, a few of them had uh, the pork and the chicken. And I'm trying to think if there was a beef in one of them that was kind of different, like chuck steak or I can't remember. It was... It was, that's what I, there was something that stood out because, you know, you get a few of them that kind of taste similar, but then, then it just goes off the rail. You know, I mean, it's just, I'm not even, is this a soup or a gumbo or what, but it's delicious. And so. Exactly. At, at the end of the day, that's all that matters, right? Right. To listen to the full-length interview with Tiffany Steiner with the API board in Dickinson, also with the Bakken Barbecue, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Building the Bakken Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. Well, Gandhi says now for now makes the whole world blind. 
And I was two years old when John Lennon died Well, I was born near a harvest moon It wasn't too late and I wasn't too soon And I was born on the first day of my life And I was two years old when John Lennon died Today's music is performed by Tom Pexcamp, singer-songwriter extraordinaire. If you'd like to know more information about Tom Pexcamp, the singer-songwriter, free rock and roll Dot com. That's free rock and roll dot com or go to the crude life and click on the musicians tab. Tom Pexcamp. Well, I've told the truth. Yeah, you know that I've lied. You know, we do what we do so we can survive. And I was two years old when John Lennon died. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Welcome back to Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Just a quick reminder, next week, if you're tuning in and you realize the show is called the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review, it's because we've changed our name. Next week will be the, this week actually, is the final week of the uh, Coffee and Capitalism brand. We're changing the name to the Multimedia Cafe. We have a daily program, the Multimedia Cafe, and this is going to be the Week in Review for the Multimedia Cafe so if you'd like to check out more information, go to thecrudelife.com, and we're kind of streamlining some of our brands. We have too many different brands under The Crude Life, so we're kind of streamlining a few of them together. Coffee and Capitalism, soon to be called the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. All right, coming up next, we have Monty Bessler with the Williston API Chili Cook-Off. He also owns Frackinator Consulting. This is Monty Bessler. Monty Bessler, and I'm with uh, Frackinator Consulting actually the owner, and uh, I'm here uh, in North Dakota, and I'm involved calling about the, uh, talking about the uh, Williston Basin API chili cook-off. Outstanding. We just had gumbo on last week, which is coming up around the corner, and then of course we got the, like you said, the granddaddy of them all, kind of the one that kicked it all off, and uh, talk to me a little bit about this uh, chili cook-off, the history, and what you, what you know about it. Well, uh, 
it started in uh, 1981. This is actually the 38th annual Chili Cook-Off. Uh, I actually became involved with it in 1987 when I moved from Dickinson to Williston and uh, been involved with it to some level ever since. I've been the master of ceremonies. I've been the president of the API chapter. So I've been involved and I've been a board member many, many years. So uh, the uh, API Chili Cook-Off is one of the three primary fundraisers that the Williston Basin API chapter has for their charitable donations. Uh, this is the first one of the year, uh, and then we have our golf tournament in July, and then we have a, a banquet, awards banquet in November, typically. So those three make up the majority of our, our uh, income producing. The uh, API chapter, of course, uh, is a... Uh, local the local chapter here and we donate to quite a few uh, local charities uh, school events uh, we also have uh, several scholarships we have endowments at uh, Montana Tech uh, UND and here at Williston State College that are fully funded in fact uh, this chapter here is pulling up just and I believe this is just counting probably the last 10 years or so that we really started tracking our donations, we're pulling up on a million dollars that we've uh, we've donated to the endowments and local, local charities. So we feel pretty good about that. Um, it's a big event, uh, 25 teams. Uh, it's been held at the Grand Williston Hotel for as long as I can remember. And uh, it's a uh, it's a pretty good deal. Uh, what kind of chilies do they have? Is it um, is it primarily your standard chilies from one to five alarm, or is there kind of some alligator or you know what I mean? Some some different chilies. Oh, we uh, we used to uh, originally probably the first ten years or so that I was involved with it, we tried to follow the the, the national chili. Uh, competition rules not because we can, we were a, a certified event but just to standardize it for judging purposes but eventually we realized that hey this is a charity event what we want is people to come we want people to see things and do things that are going to make them want to come back and as, as a consequence we've migrated away from that and yet today you see um, several different kinds of chilies uh, People tend to still stick to the, um, I would call it uh, Norwegian chili in that it's it's not flaming hot. It's meant to be chili that everybody's going to enjoy to eat. You'll find the occasional real hot chili in there, but for the most part, it's uh, it's middle of the road on on the fire alarms. Not so, you're not too many five alarm chilies or no Texas peat chili, huh? No, not normally. I mean, I won't say that it hasn't happened, but that's uh, not really our goal. Our goal is to one cook a lot of chili. We we have we do have standards on how much they need to prepare so that sure. there's enough to last. And you can usually tell the best chilies that people like because they're the ones that are gone first. Yeah. So really, it's more about raising money and that making sure people get a good quality evening through food and entertainment as opposed to sticking to the rules of the national chili, huh? 
Uh, exactly. In fact, you could cook the exact same chili. In fact, you could freeze half of what you cooked. Come back the next year after you won the championship and never place. Uh, so you the get judges. Yeah, the judges are, are people off the street. Um, you know, they're they're not trained in any way or another. A lot, a lot of times, just local, uh, well-known individuals that volunteer their time in exchange for drinking a little wine and adult beverages and and eating a lot of chili and you know lifetime supply of tums or something. I, I'm not sure. Right, right. Pepto Bismol at the door. Right. Um, They've got uh, competition, bravado. We, in the uh, Bach and Barbecue, I like to call it barbecue bravado. And so the chili competition would obviously have some bravado. Um, how, how does the competitions get? Does it get pretty heated amongst the competitors? Oh, no. Or is it uh, more about just, you know, kicking back and having a good time? Well, there, there's a lot of, you know, fun competition right uh, we try to create a competition between the teams at a number of levels not just the, the cooking of the chili um, there's trophies you know awarded for different for the winners and at several levels there's a people's choice but we also have fundraising awards uh, for teams that are able to bring in the maximum amount of money independent of the proceeds at the door um, and donations. Uh, teams put on uh, games. Every every team is expected to have some type of game. Usually, a lot of them are, are drawings or little uh, events where the dart throwing or who knows, you know. There's all all manner of games that each team puts on to help fundraise money, and then they give away prizes as well. All of that goes into picking the most valuable team, for example, that also gets a trophy. Uh, we sponsor the trophies also. So that's just another way we make money. So, uh, it, yeah, it, it's all about having fun and, and, and generating as much money as we can to get back to the community. Talking Monty Bessler about the API Williston Chili Cook-Off. He's also the owner proprietor of Frackinator Consulting. Just a quick commercial for you here. Appreciate you taking the time to help promote the chili cook-off, but at least give you an opportunity to talk about your business a little bit. I imagine, you know, your time and everything is is uh, well-loved by the API people. I mean, you know, you know quite a bit about the oil and gas business, but what is the Frackinator Consulting business? What is it you guys do? Well, it, uh, it's a single proprietary Ownership. So I'm a independent hydraulic fracturing design and uh, I guess you call it supervision consulting. Um, I do work with other consultants, but primarily I, I provide uh, what I call uh, the North Dakota um, experience in uh, fracturing. I've been involved with uh, North Dakota since 1981. Uh, the Bakken's nothing new to me. The very first well I fracked in North Dakota was in 1981, and it was a Bakken well. No kidding. Uh, yeah, so been at it. I was I did work on the very first horizontal Bakken shale well uh, in 1987, I believe. To listen to the full-length interview with Monty Bessler with the API Williston Chili Cook-Off, 
Also with Frackinator Consulting, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. Today's music is performed by Tom Pexcamp, singer-songwriter extraordinaire. If you'd like to know more information about Tom Pexcamp, the singer-songwriter, freerockandroll.com. That's freerockandroll.com. Or go to The Crude Life and click on the Musicians tab. Tom Pexcamp. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you will let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. So here's to all of the good thinkers and here's to the lonely drinker but don't you know let this moment pass welcome back to coffee and capitalism radio heard on the crude life media network my name is jason Speece, and i'm your host today up next we talk with jasper wade with tools dot online jasper wade tools are us Tools are us. Well, my guess is you're selling some tools, so let's talk about what the company does for a second. Well, uh, a bunch of us you know, got together and know that there's a lot of new technologies that come out to the oil field, and we developed this company, and my, myself and a few friends of mine, so that we could bring new technologies to the oil field that offer the safety, efficiency, and optimization um, so we offer multiple tools and different software packages. Uh, you know, we have one software package that is probably the ultimate uh, rod simulator for horizontal deviated wells, and uh, it's taken a while for them to market it. Uh, we like the our, our best tool we like is our Hydrolift. You know, but they're all tools that. You know, they really have very little competition in the market because they're just not, they're just new to be able to provide uh, a safer, more efficient 
atmosphere and culture for the companies using them. You know, you meant, so we always are looking for stuff. You, yes, you mentioned uh, safety, and I'm a, I wrote that down, so I'm going to get back to that in just a second because obviously safety is a very big part of the oil field, but not only is it a big part, but there's a big push like nationally from a lot of different angles. So I know people are going to want to listen to that, but you also talked about software as a tool. I think a lot of people forget that because the oil and gas industry is such a, tangible industry where you can actually see the big rigs and the hydraulic lifts and everything a lot of people forget that the software is such a vital part and such a vital tool to the whole industry so you guys do sell both the actual tangible i can see the uh big you know hydraulic lift and but the the other side is you guys do have software too yeah you know and in in artificial lift you know the whole the for rod pump wells, you know, having a good software that can help you predict how your rods are going to work in the hole in different conditions is important. Um, there are a couple different companies that sell and lease some stuff, but they're extremely expensive. And many companies just can't afford to keep a lot of licenses. So they might get one or two licenses for a hundred engineers, say, and then they, everybody shares that one license, you know, and, you know, with this software, it's economical enough where that everybody could have their own license. They can all work at their own, you know, become more efficient with it, but then they are able to uh, manipulate in, information in the well so they can see when things change, um, you know, or before they put in a strain, you know, and so... So that's where this software came up, and then we even have a, a new one for just drilling wells. A lot of them are just, you know, I've been three or four years in design, and a, a new uh, beta test, a new, a new new set of the rod string will be offered on uh, LinkedIn, you know, the first of next week, 4th of July. 4th of July. Well, let's talk a little bit about safety. I want to talk about some of the, you know, the the broad brushes in just a moment. But, you know, you mentioned like the hydraulic uh, product earlier. Talk to me about how that product is making, say, things safer out there. So we'll combine those two together. And uh, with your experience, talk to me how it's making it safer. Well, you know, the the hydrolift in rod pumped wells, the key point is what is your spacing of your plunger in your pump. And no matter what your software or what people in the field might say, you know, it, it may always be, you know, five or six inches off one way or the other, or as the fluid, uh, makeup of the fluid changes, the buoyancy of your rods change, and it causes your rods now to tag the well, tag the pump. Uh, which often is a bad thing because it can cause damage to the pump, et cetera. You know, and and many companies will, you know, shut a well down and then they have to go and bring a, a rig back out on the on the site to order to respace the pump, which is expensive. Uh, or they can have a crew go out and manhandle the, the rod string and physically uh, move it and turn the pumping unit off, use the pumping unit as a means to, to pull it up instead of the rig, and that's not necessarily a safe way to do it. It's not using the, the rig, the pumping unit for the right 
reason. You know, the hydrolift is a very simple one-man operation that he can set the hydrolift on a stuffing box and actually pick up 40,000 pounds. He can pick up the rod string and, and then have it actually placed exactly where it's needed. And that was Jasper Wade with ToolsRUs.online. To listen to this interview in its entirety or to listen to other exclusive full-length interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Coffee and Capitalism Radio is part of the Crude Life Media Network. We're changing the name of Coffee and Capitalism to the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. The Crude Life Media Network has started a daily program called the Multimedia Cafe, very similar to the context of Coffee and Capitalism. So some tweaks have been made. Coffee and Capitalism is going to go a little bit less heavy on the business, a little bit more on the life skills and the life balance and we now have the Multimedia Cafe. You never know who you're going to run into or what you're going to talk about. So next week, Coffee and Capitalism Radio will be called the Multimedia Cafe. And that's going to do it for this week of the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. Oh, excuse me, the last episode of Coffee and Capitalism Radio, which will soon be the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. It's the same show, just coming back in a different form. We're just changing our shirt, so to speak. I'd like to thank everybody who's been a part of this. Thank our sponsors. If you go to thecrudelife.com, click on the sponsors page, you'll see our list of sponsors. We'd like to thank each and every one of them. They allow content like this to you for free, whether it be over the radio, whether it be over podcasts, whether it be over YouTube, Facebook Watch. We have a variety of different ways that you can check us out here at the Crude Life Media Network and the Multimedia Cafe. Check us out. We very much appreciate it. Subscribe, follow, do all that different stuff. We have a social media audience and a network of 350,000 plus people. It seems to be growing every single day between Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, all the different social media channels. And with that, I'd like to remind you folks, we'll be back next week at this time on this very radio station. And if you're tuning us in online, we'll be back next week as well. At the same time, you can download us and you can podcast us. When you got to drive a couple hours to that next appointment or whatever it might be, thank you very much for choosing us and listening to your podcast. Or like the gentleman farmer I know who downloads our podcast every day, goes out and milks the cows, and then listens to the program while he does that. Hands-free, he says. He likes the hands-free part of our program. All right, that's going to do it this week, folks. Thank you very much. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the last Coffee and Capitalism Radio, soon to be rebranded the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. on a front porch saying, hot stuff will say, why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do. Put your stuff on the market. You can make a million, too. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. 
and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. 